Hi, and welcome to the Speed Blue podcast. As always, we're brought to you by The Writing Pal. If you've got a book in you, let The Writing Pal help bring it out. We offer coaching, editing, and design, and we can even publish your ebook or paperback and get it up on Amazon within a matter of days, all at competitive prices. Get in touch with us at thewritingpal at gmail.com and let's get started on your book. Welcome to the seventh edition of the Speed Blue podcast. There's a lot to talk about, uh, especially free agency. The second flurry of signings uh, is over, and the Colts made off with, I think, some bargains. And uh, what's really interesting about uh, what we've seen with the Colts so far is it reflects a different philosophy, uh, change of philosophy, and I think a real positive one uh, change. Uh, under the Grigson regime, the Colts signed a lot of big-name free agents, made the fans very happy in the winter, and then those free agents sort of... Uh, really couldn't perform on the field. These were guys who were at the ends of their careers, had made their names somewhere else, and uh, uh, were playing on fumes by the time they got to the Colts. Uh, on the other hand, the Ballard free agency signings uh, reflect uh, players who were high or at least uh, middle-round draft picks who, uh, for some reason or another, didn't work out with their drafting team, then showed some promise later on, and uh, are getting a fresh start with the Colts. Uh, That way, they're getting a player they know has some talent, uh, might benefit from greener pastures, and definitely uh, won't break the bank. The most intriguing of the signings for me, at least, is that of uh, center Brian Schwanke. He was a fourth-round draft pick in 2013 by the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, They put him in the starting lineup right away. Uh, He's a pretty solid guy uh, at Cal. Uh, He played well enough, but uh, battled injuries in his first three seasons. Uh, he played in 25 games and started all of them, um, but uh, the Titans felt they couldn't uh, really count on him, um, and so they replaced him. His first truly healthy season, they moved him around, uh, but he played some left guard, he played some center, uh, he started three of 16 games, and uh, and now he's a Colt. Um, the thing about Schwanke is uh, he's, you know, not going to save the line, he's not... Uh, you know, uh, Pro Bowl quality, um, but uh, definitely a player, a guy who can play. Um, the With the Colts, I think that he fits in either as a swing reserve for both guard spots and center, um, but you have to consider him as a candidate to start at right guard. He, um, from what I've seen so far of his play, He's head and shoulders above what the Colts have at that position. Uh, the front runners there would be uh, Joe Haig and Denzel Good. Um, Schwanke is uh, certainly better than them right now. Maybe perhaps they have a little more upside. I, actually, I'm not sure of that, um, but uh, Schwanke certainly uh, would be a better plug-in player right now. Uh, particularly when it comes to pass blocking, he's uh, head and shoulders above the other two candidates. And uh, if the season started today, uh, Schwanke would be the right guard. The other big signing is that of uh, Marcus Hunt, um, a defensive lineman who played uh, with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, since he was drafted in the second round of the 2013 draft. Um, Hunt, uh, I mean, the first thing you see uh, with Hunt is that he is an honest six foot eight. Uh, He is a big boy um, and he worked out really well in the 
in the combine, certainly more than his production at SMU would make you think. Uh, and he was drafted in the second round. He probably shouldn't have been. Um, Marcus grew up in Estonia, where at least he's from Estonia, and he grew up as a, um, a shot putter, and he got to play football late in life, um, and uh, still doesn't have much more than rudimentary uh, moves as far as a pass rusher. Uh, he's, uh, I mean, the, the great thing about being six foot eight is you can knock down passes and you have great big long arms, but it also gives you a very high center of gravity. Uh, Hunt's problem, um, in the NFL has been, he, he consistently has trouble getting low, uh, gaining leverage blockers get underneath him as you would expect for a man, his size. And, uh, he, you know, he just, gets pushed off the ball. The Bengals tried to alleviate that by playing him in space more often, but he really doesn't have the, the quickness uh, for that. Um, it sounds like uh, I'm down on Hunt. I mean, he is a guy who's been in the NFL for four years. He's uh, played in 44 games, started none. He has uh, 14 tackles, one and a half sacks to his credit. Um, but, uh, you know, there are things to like about him. Um, you have to remember that this guy is not coming in to start. He is going to join the rotation. And the Colts do rotate a lot at uh, on defensive line. Um, if he plays to his potential, I think he can be definitely a very useful spare part. Um, at the very worst, uh, the Colts have a top special teamer. He has really distinguished himself as a special team player. He might be the best kick blocker in all of the league. Um you know, he's uh, he's not going to save the defense uh, by any means, but he's not being paid to do that. He's being paid to be a spare part, a special teamer, and I think he's more than capable of that. Um, the fact is, he still has some remarkable upside, and that's nothing to be sneezed at. The Colts also re-signed veteran running back Robert Turbin, who was sort of the number two back behind Frank Gore last year. Uh, he had an interesting season, his first with the Colts. Um, he was very effective on the ground, especially in short yardage goal line situations. Uh, not a bad pass blocker, but uh, absolutely terrible, disappointing in the uh, receiving uh, portion of his game. Um, the fact that Turbin and Gore are both back makes me think that the Colts are not looking for a starter at uh, running back this year. But uh, we'll probably look for some youth and speed, uh, you know, a dynamic player, perhaps in the middle rounds. Uh, it also makes me think that they will not be signing a veteran free agent at the position, which, uh, again, I like. Um, I have more about the running back situation uh, in uh, uh, a later episode. Uh, today we're focusing on wide receivers and uh, the next one will be tight ends. And after that will be uh, running backs. That brings us to the main part of the show, and that's a look at the uh, wide receivers the Colts currently have on um, their roster. Um, if I had to summarize it, I would say the Colts have one star and a bunch of question marks. Uh, the star, of course, is uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, who was a third-round draft pick. Um, he uh, was very productive in college, but because he went to uh, sort of a smaller school, and he was also a small man himself. I think he's 5'9", 177 pounds. Um, but he uh, has turned out to be a remarkable pro. Um, he's almost like the second coming of uh, Marvin Harrison, who's similarly built and similarly speedy wide receiver. There are so many different stats you can use to judge a wide receiver's performance, um, but my favorite is how many yards uh, he recorded per snap played, because that um, determines not only um, his 
effectiveness as a receiver, but how much the team depends on him. The Every time he's in there, how likely are they to call his number? How likely is the quarterback to throw to him? How likely is he to catch it? Make yards, make extra yards, make um, a play out of nothing or something. And so that's my big number when it comes to wide receivers. Um, if you look at the Colts uh, last year, the wide receivers who played significant time other than um, Hilton recorded between uh, 0.63 and 0.66 yards per snap. That's about average, a little less than average for most uh, NFL wide receivers. Um, Hilton's number, however, was 1.53. He was two and a half times more effective than the next wide receiver who played for the Colts last year. Um, there's a lot to like about the guy. He's extremely speedy. He gets to speed very fast. He is very elusive after the catch. Um, he has he is blessed with great hands, and he will jump and fight with the best of them. Not the biggest guy, but, uh, you know, good arm and hand strength. Um, he runs routes very crisply. Uh, his release is remarkable for a man his size, and he's even a good run blocker and kick returner. But you don't want to risk another injury or his first big injury on uh, kick returns. In fact, Hilton's been remarkably durable for a man his size in the NFL. Uh, the guy on the other side, the guy the Colts really wanted to start, is uh, somebody who uh, a lot of people in and around football really like. As a matter of fact, Pro Football uh, Focus said before the season last year that they expected uh, him to have a better season than Larry Fitzgerald. And his name's Dante Moncrief. He was also a third-round draft pick. Uh, he was in uh, 2014, two years after uh, Hilton. Um, he's not like Hilton at all. When you see him, he's uh, a shade over 6'2". He's about 220, 225 pounds. Um, a physical receiver, not that Hilton isn't despite his size. Um, he burst on the scene with the Colts um, in his rookie year um, and then uh, became sort of a, a full-time starter uh, in his second year. The great thing about Moncrief is that he has a nose for the end zones, recording more touchdowns than Hilton despite far fewer catches. Uh, last year, when everybody expected so much from him, he had a real problem with injuries that limited him to uh, nine games, seven of which he started, and uh, he didn't play at his peak uh, even when he was in there. You could tell that he was bothered by uh, minor injuries. Um, he has hands uh, near the top of the league, um, very good uh, in that respect. He doesn't run routes uh, anywhere near as well as Hilton. Um but uh, he could make some yards after the catch. Uh, he did not do very well in that department last year, but uh, he has a uh, reputation from his previous two years in the NFL um, that is well-earned for making extra yards. Um, at his best, Moncrief is a complimentary receiver. He certainly isn't Reggie Wayne to Hilton's Harrison, but uh, I think he still has a lot of upside room to grow. Uh, as a player, um, and uh, I don't think the Colts would have a real big problem with him as the number two wide receiver um, if he's healthy, um, but uh, that's a big if, and uh, some people on Twitter have questioned his conditioning, his dedication to the game. I don't see that myself. Uh, I think that was just uh, 
you know, idle speculation, but it would be great to see Moncrief come in 100% and uh, earn that starting job rather than have it given to him. Injuries to Moncrief last year forced the uh, the guy the Colts wanted to be their number three receiver, Philip Dorsett, into the number two role for uh, extended periods, and um, there were ups and downs to that. Um, Dorsett is one of those players that uh, Colts fans love to hate because uh, he was a first-round draft pick and he hasn't lived up to it, and he was sort of a, a poster child for uh, the Grigson regime. Um, there are things to like about Dorsett, and there are things not to like about Dorsett. Um, what you have to understand is that he's physically quite small. He's not actually as small as Hilton, but he plays like a much smaller player. Although he has decent hands and, uh, you know, home run speed. He's near the top of the league and when it comes to useful speed. And very elusive runner, actually. Once he has some room, he can be hard to, hard to catch. But um, the problems are that he can be knocked off his route very easily. Um, his release is uh, subpar by NFL standards. He just, if someone's crowding him, he just can't get out, get open. And uh, he's easy to bring down if you get a hand on him. And when it comes to contested passes, he's just, you know, not NFL standard. Uh, even the smallest corners and safeties will uh, rip the ball from him. But that said, uh, he's still very explosive. Uh, he led the league, uh, led the league, led the Colts in yards after the catch per reception. Um, there are ways to make a player like Dorsett um, useful and uh, even dangerous. But the Colts haven't really uh, found a way to do that yet, and it really didn't help to have him uh, out there as a starter uh, on the outside. Um, let's hope that with some health for Moncrief and some, um, you know, more innovative play calling, that we could get more out of Dorsett uh, than what we have. Um, the potential is there for him to be a really good player, but, um, you know, we just haven't seen it yet. Uh, statistically, he had a better season last year than Moncrief, um, but he could have a more spectacular season if the Colts use him the right way. At the beginning of last season, when it looked like the Colts would be depending on uh, someone like Brian Timms or Josh Boyce to be their um, fourth wide receiver, which these days is a very important position, even if your top three guys don't get injured. Um, I actually had my eye on an undrafted free agent out of Grambling State named Chester Rogers. I wrote in my blog... At the time, Rodgers isn't big all that fast and is a bit raw, but he can make magic with the ball in his hands. This under-the-radar signing could be the best of this year's lot. And it was for the Colts. Uh, he was very productive uh, when you consider the circumstances he came to the team in and um, and uh, the opportunity he was given. Um, he didn't really burst onto the scene. It was more a matter of uh, a bit of a fill-in. He got 19 yards for uh, 19 receptions for 273 yards and zero touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, he played 14 games, started three, um, mostly as an injury replacement. But uh, I really like him. Um, he's just one of those players who sort of transcends his uh, physical numbers. Uh, not the fastest guy, certainly, you know, no Hilton or Dorsett, but he gets to that speed very, very quickly. He's really, really uh, fast off the snap. A bit of a raw runner, uh, but, uh, you know, he knows how to get open, and uh, he can catch. And uh, after the uh, Colts' primary return man went down, um, Rogers filled in uh, at punt return and actually did better than the guy they intended to um, 
to have uh, uh, as their punt returner, Quan Bray, who we'll talk about later. Uh, the thing about Rodgers is I don't think he'll ever be a star, but I think he'll always be a contributor. And uh, he might uh, have a hard time standing up to the pounding if he's outside too much. But uh, he could definitely be a third receiver if, uh, you know, sort of uh, Dorsett moves on or doesn't work out. And he makes almost no money. He'll be a free agent in uh, 2019. And even then, he'll be an RFA. He makes the league minimum. And, but he contributes far more than that. And he's also a pretty decent special teamer above and beyond uh, the fact that he um, can return punts. Rogers got the opportunity to return punts for the team after their primary return man, Quan Bray, was lost to injury after the ninth game. Uh, Bray is uh, another undrafted free agent uh, that the Colts have. Um, he uh, is a good, certainly very competent return man, um, not someone who frightens other teams, but uh, does a good job. He's a better kick returner than he is a punt returner. Uh, a little too quick to call the fair catch, uh, for my opinion. Uh, he'll break it uh, occasionally, but uh, hasn't gone all the way in his NFL career. Uh, he doesn't help a lot on offense. Um, like um, Dorsett, he plays as a small man, although even smaller. He has a very hard time um, releasing uh, off the snap, uh, if someone's in his way, he gets knocked around, uh, and he just can't, uh, you know, fight for the ball the way you need an NFL receiver to. I mean, he'll, he'll show up, he'll, um, he can catch a pass, um, when he's open, but, uh, I, I would not depend on any contributions from Bray at wide receiver this year. Because of the injuries at the position, the Colts brought in a, uh, free agent, uh, named Devin Street. Uh, they were desperate for someone who could play on offense. And Street uh, has had some success in the NFL um, at playing receiver. He's a big guy, about 6'3", probably around 200 pounds. Uh, he was drafted in the fifth round of the 2014 uh, draft by uh, the Dallas Cowboys. He played some there. Um, as a matter of fact, he played uh, 30 games for them in his first two seasons. He actually started two, and uh, he got... Um, some he caught nine passes for 133 yards and one touchdown. Uh, certainly not spectacular numbers. He also uh, fumbled the ball once quite memorably. Um, the Cowboys said goodbye to him. They're very rich at wide receiver and didn't need him. Uh, he was signed uh, by the Colts. He played the last four uh, games of the season. Um, not very much. I mean, he I think uh, what he hit 65 snaps. Uh, had a couple of catches. Um, Street will be invited back, I'm sure, to compete for a spot. Uh, again, uh, he's not a speedy guy, uh, not very elusive, but he can catch the ball and, uh, you know, he can jump and he's bigger and tougher than the guys uh, like Bray and Dorsett. Um, he's not ideal, uh, but definitely uh, not the worst player. Uh, the Colts have marched out at the position. Not known as a special teams player, so uh, Street might have to do that if he wants to earn a roster spot. And finally, the Colts have two uh, 2016 undrafted free agents um, on the roster that could compete for a uh, spot. Um, one is Iowa's Tavon Smith. Um, you know, sort of a regular size guy, about six foot, a little over 200 pounds, ran the 40 in 4.41. Um, he was pretty good at Iowa, but uh, despite his size, uh, he 
again, played the small man's game and got knocked around too easily. Uh, wasn't really sort of the go-getter kind of college player you want to see uh, who, th- who you think you're going to, uh, who's going to scrap his way into the NFL. Um, the Colts would give him a chance. I'd love to see uh, him um, blossom, but uh, so far I haven't seen anything that makes me think he's going to be an NFL player. And the other is Marcus Leak, who uh, played at Maryland. Uh, definitely looked like a big-time player when he first showed up with the Terrapins, but he had some personal problems and uh, missed uh, most of his junior year and all of his senior year. Um, he's the kind of project that I think the Colts should uh, develop because he has the physical talent to be an NFL starter. Um, but uh, uh, I'm sure his personal problems are behind him. If they are, then he he can focus on uh, playing. Uh, he missed a lot of football uh, over the years. Basically, he has not played competitively uh, in three years, and that could be tough. Uh, I'd love to see uh, him develop. Uh, of course, I'd love to see all the Colts prospects develop. But I think Leak's a pretty special guy, and uh, we're definitely going to keep an eye on him this summer. It's hard to tell where the Colts are going to go uh, with the position. They did reportedly pursue Alshon Jeffrey in free agency, and that's where the rumors of Moncrief's uh, lack of conditioning and dedication came from. But I don't think it was so much an indictment of Moncrief as it was more of uh, an opportunity to make the team much better right away. Um, Jeffrey definitely could have done that. See, the problem with the Colts wide receiver crew is that everybody knows uh, on the other team that the t- they're going to go to Hilton early, often, and in pressure situations. He faces far more coverage than uh, he should, and because of that, he's not quite as effective. If there was another player who frightened um, defensive coordinators and drew coverage away from him, Hilton might get fewer targets, but he'd definitely be more um Uh, effective and certainly uh, more of a touchdown threat. So is that player on the Colts roster right now? Uh, He could be. Moncrief, uh, if he's healthy, could definitely develop into that player. Rodgers has an outside shot of transcending uh, his size and other physical attributes with uh, a solid season, but uh, I don't think so. Uh, I know it's not going to be Dorsett. I think that he's a situational player um, that uh, could be a problem for opposing defenses, but really isn't someone who's going to take the pressure off of Hilton. Uh, I don't see the Colts drafting a wide receiver high, mainly because it would cause an all-out fan riot. Um, There are so many holes to fill on defense, even with the free agency signings, that uh, to draft another wide receiver, especially after the Dorsett debacle, uh, would uh, not be a great PR move by the Ballard front office. There's not much left in free agency. I think that the Colts will go get by with what they have, uh, draft a, a receiver in the third, fourth, or fifth round, and uh, you know, try to develop him into uh, someone who could be special. Okay, that's number seven in the books. Um, I didn't really touch the Dontari Poe um, situation because it's not done yet. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of signing him. I realize the Colts have a gaping hole at nose tackle. But uh, Poe has uh, come on some uh, tough years recently. He hasn't been nearly as effective as he was earlier in his career. Um, still, he would be uh, a great addition to the Colts' uh, defensive line. But uh, I'm not sure they want to pay him what he 
feels he needs to be paid. I uh, would be surprised if another interior lineman comes in uh, free agency, but I would be surprised if it was Poe unless his price comes down significantly. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening, and you can get a hold of me. I love talking to other Colts fans. Uh, you can get a hold of me on um, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you want, or you can email me at thespeedblue at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye.